1: Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MyLiveSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. If you love to play golf, we got a great giveaway right now to Optimum Golf. You can find them in Park Hill or the Rhino neighborhoods. Right now, we are giving away a $100 gift certificate. That is good for either one lesson, or you can play 18 holes of golf, in their golf simulator. And they have all the best courses in the world. You're talking about Pebble Beach or Torrey Pines. You could play tons of different courses. If you just go by yourself, you can knock out probably 18 holes in an hour or you can just use it if you want to go with friends. Optimum Golf is great for a private party. They also have leagues and tournaments. They have award winning pros as well. Keep your game sharp during the offseason. Highly recommend you go to Optimum Golf. I've been there. It is just such a great facility. The one I went to was in the Park Hill neighborhood. Fine tune your game today and book your team time today at TheOptimumGolf.com. And if you want a $100 gift certificate to go there on us, give us a call. Be the first caller, 303-831-1340, 303-831-1340. Before we get into some more Broncos talk, I want to give a shout-out to a friend of ours, Dave Logan. What he has accomplished is nothing short of remarkable. Now, can you make the case he's one of the top 10 high school coaches of all time? Well, when you look at the list of, of all-time coaches in the history of high school football, he might not be on that list. However, what he has done is nothing short of remarkable. Won a title at Arvada West won a title at Chatfield, won a bunch at Mullen, won a bunch at Cherry Creek. Some will say, well, Cherry Creek is the biggest school in the state. Of course he should win. Mullen, you could buy your kids. Of course he should win there. What has Mullen done since they let him go? Right, but he won at Chatfield, and he won at Arvada West. And when you look at his history of not only being a great coach, but being a great three-sports star and being an NFL player, and being the sales guy that he is, and the play-by-play voice, and what he does in pretty much anything in life, he's probably one of the most impressive human beings you will ever meet. Not to mention, he's a really good, humble guy. He was drafted in three
2: different sports as well. I mean, he was... The he, Dave Winfield of Colorado. He was, yeah, he is arguably the greatest athlete, yeah. greatest male athlete produced by Colorado high schools.
1: So good for
3: him.
2: At uh, Wheat Rage, I believe.
1: And oh, by the way, they're the odds on favor to win again next year. Of course. Yeah.
2: I mean, basically, high school football in the state, at least at the at the highest level, at the 5A level, it comes down to two schools right now. It comes down to, Vol- to Valor and, Moul- and, uh, and Cherry Creek. I said Mullen because I was actually lo- cause I was looking up his Mullen stats because I'm like, it- do you think Mullen regrets forcing him out? Probably. Because like they, they wanted a coach who'd be around the school more often. And, of course, Dave's got so many things going on. He just coaches and then goes about his other business. Right. But they haven't been close to where they were before. Right, Dave, Dave's got the magic touch with it. Congratulations to him.
1: I mean, I am looking up right now the greatest high school coaches of all time. All right? and like, uh,
2: John McKissick at Somerville High in South Carolina. They, they, they did a ranking. Okay? Pete Atkins at Jeff
1: City in Missouri. There's a guy, Bob sir I think you might pronounce it. He's 34th on the list. You want to hear this guy's resume? Yeah. Three hundred and ninety-nine wins, twenty-four losses, three ties, and eleven state titles. Wow. But he also did it at one school. Yeah, and Deal Sal is a legendary powerhouse. By the way, those were national titles, not state titles.
2: Right. The national titles unofficial, of course. Right. Like that's and that's the thing. It's the the national title for the most part. It's it's not It's a it's a it's basically you
1: know a subjective guess, right? Do you do you count it for a coach when essentially it's and I go back to my days living in Chicago, where in Chicago you had the public league, city of Chicago. And the Catholic League. Catholic League, you could bring in kids from wherever you want to. Mm -hmm. That's what Mullen is. Sorry. That's what Valor is. Right. And Valor's coaching staff, I mean, you could make the case that that coaching staff has more experience than what CSU currently had. Or just recently had. In terms of, Brian Dawkins was a coach there. You know, Ed McCaffrey was a coach there. I think Brandon Stokely might have been a coach there. Right? I mean... Think the experience. Tyler
2: Palumbas was on the staff for a while. Was
1: he really? Yeah. That's unbelievable, right?
2: Um, I, ben Hamilton, I think, teaches at Valor Christian, former Bronco lineman. I think he was involved with football at some point, too. He teaches math. Right. But
1: when I'm looking at the greatest coaches of all time, yeah, you know, not all of them have 10 wins. Not all of them have 10 wins. He does at, at all those different schools. I just I, I just think it's amazing. But getting back to the Catholic League or, you know, DeMatha, right? Is that Morgan Wooten? Uh-huh. Okay. You can buy the kids, can't you?
2: Recruit, as it were, yes. You can buy them. Yeah.
1: And I don't mean handing them money, but you can recruit them. You can give them a scholarship.
2: It's not like the- in Like in college, and if you're from an underprivileged background, you get a chance to go to an elite, uh, elite Catholic high school. Right. That's something that you're going to take because it's life-changing.
1: See, I, I've always felt that in Colorado high school sports— there should be a separate division for private schools. I don't think that Arapaho should be forced to compete with Valour. I don't. Yeah. But there aren't enough private schools to make it, your own league. It literally you'd have to you'd have to get private schools from multiple states to pull that off.
2: Right. I mean and if Valour were competing only with other private schools, I mean it would I mean basically how many schools would have a chance to even those schools would have a chance to compete? Right. I mean it's basically you're you're for private schools that have five A pro programs,
1: aren't we just talking about Valor and Mullen and Regis? That's pretty much it. Yeah. I mean there's a reason why Regis dominates in swimming. Yeah. Because they can bring those kids in. Mm-hmm. Right? They can bring those kids in. Literal Olympians. Right. <laughs> right. Like Missy Franklin. Right. You know where Missy Franklin should have gone to high school? Arapaho. That's where she should have yeah. gone to school. But she didn't. She went to Regis. Good for her. And there's so many club teams, and I know this as a swim dad, there's so many club teams, they cherry-pick the best ones off of DSA and Stars and Wolves. They take the best kids and just hand them a scholarship to go there. Which is why you can argue it's an unfair advantage that the private schools have. It's a huge it's a huge. But here
2: Cherry Creek is in football public school with Dave Logan. And it's the largest school in the state. Yes, Actually, no, it isn't.
1: It's not. No, I believe Grandview is larger. Grandview is now larger. Well, I think there was a time. Why don't you look that up? I know they are close, but ironically, they are both essentially in the same district. Right. I mean, Grandview is in Aurora. And even though is it part of the Cherry Creek district? Yes. There you go. Right. Yeah, so that there's how, how big is how big is Grandview? I okay. can't believe we're talking high school football. That's good, okay. but you know it's Dave Logan, so that's okay. It's Dave Logan, and uh, right
2: somewhere, Irv Brown is smiling his approval right now. He's loving this. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm okay. This could be wrong, yep. but I'm reading this, and Cherry Creek has three thousand eight hundred six students. Huge school. And Grandview has two thousand nine hundred forty seven. I mean, th- these are both huge. It's close. I think Arapaho. Cur- where- and then wh- Kyrkey Trail is twenty eight eighteen.
1: Right. And I th- what is a have about 21 2200 2300 cuz that's where my son went and that's where me is going to be
2: going. Uh I'm looking it up right now. Here High is 2157. Yeah, that sounds
1: about right. That was about the size of my high school. Yeah,
2: up. mine was about I think mine was about
1: 16 or 1700. No. St. Petersburg High School. By the way, Florida. here. Okay. So I looked mm. this up. You know who's number 1 on the list according to stadiumtalk.com is the greatest High school football coach of all time. A guy by the name of John McKissick. From Somerville High in South Carolina. There you go. six hundred. His winning percentage, basically 79%. 621 wins, 156 losses, 13 ties. Clearly coached for a long time. Ten state titles all at one school. Why shouldn't Dave Logan be mentioned with him? He should. I know. That's my point. He
2: should. Now, I, I would say this, unfortunately for Dave Logan there's a probably a little bit of a bias against colorado because no the high, the quality of high school football is let's face it it's greater in you know in southern california yep in in florida in places like south carolina georgia louisiana texas it it is considered to be of a higher standard that probably works against Dave Logan, but it shouldn't be held against
1: him. By the way, I don't understand, and I'm sure he's a great coach. I'm sure John McKissick is fantastic. How is he number one over John T. Curtis, Jr., who has been the head coach, okay, at John Curtis Christian School, which clearly you can give scholarships to, right? Maybe that's part of it. Somerville uh, is public. Out of River Lodge, Louisiana, okay? He has won eighty nine percent of his games, five hundred ninety five wins, sixty eight losses, six ties, and twenty six state titles. How is he not number one? Can somebody explain that to me? Maybe the thing that McKissick has going for him
2: is that he was prominently referenced in a Pat Conroy novel, the novel, the the Prince of Tides. You know, the probably know the movie, but the original yeah. novel. You're familiar with? Yeah, he's an opposing like with,
1: coach. You're familiar with Hampton, Virginia,
2: yes. Hampton High School?
1: Yes, their head coach Where, uh, Mike Ro- Smith. Ro- Ro Curry went, I, I believe. Their their head coach, Mike Smith, 12 titles. Dave Logan has to be mentioned within these guys with all this. All these guys have coached at one one school. Well, what if if Dave Logan stayed at Mullen year after year after year after year? Unless you have your occasional speed bump, which is Valor. And Valor had a nice run. Yes. Right? They had a
2: nice run as long as their run... Of their best success coincide with having a McCaffrey having McCaffrey or McCaffrey's involved as coaches and right. players. And now Ed McCaffrey is coaching up at UNC, and then
1: there are no more McCaffreys coming through Valor's football program. I'll tell you the craziest hire George Guazdecki, national yeah, title. I was going to mention And he's that, the he's the head hockey coach at Valor. He, did they build an ice arena multi, for him? Multiple national titles. And he's DU. the head coach of a
2: high school. Yes. That's nuts. Which tells you what kind of budget yeah. Valor has because Guazdecki, he was at DU, and then he was an assistant in the NHL. Right. And took a high school job. Right. Which, again, like I said, that's the budget Valor is working do with. They you, have a huge advantage over Do you over think else. if
1: Pat Shermer gets let go, Valor might target Shermer? Do you think they would A, offer him the job? B, do you think he might take it? What's the better chance? Rocky Mountain Forest Products can. <laughs> I, I don't know. But you know what? Pat Shermer's kind
2: of his dream job
1: of Michigan State head coach. It's
2: what, probably not coming open for a while with the money they give what no Tucker, if, So,
1: What if Tom McMahon walked in the door at Valor and said, I would like to be your new head coach? What do you think they'd say? We'll get back to you. <laughs> coming up after the break, and boy, we totally blew off the Broncos, sorry. Okay. Um, anyway. It was a nice break. Actually. It was a nice break. Anyway, offensive problems last night. More on Shermer, Bridgewater, or the Whiteouts. We'll talk about that next.
0: For once, I'm afraid. I can
2: go where life leads me. Somehow I know
0: i strong. For once, I can touch test-
1: Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber, to the public go to RMFP. Com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Colorado Off-Road. They have all the major accessory brands for your truck, your car, your Jeep, your SUV. When you buy from Colorado Off-Road, they're going to install everything. They can get you something aftermarket. And with Christmas coming up, man, there's so many great gift ideas like floor mats that are really going to help when the snow comes. And the snow, believe it or not, is going to be coming on Friday. According to the
2: forecast, yes.
1: And Light need, snow, but it's coming. And we need some snow. We need some snow, Pat, because you know what? I don't want to deal with water restrictions. Restrictions. I just don't. But getting back to Colorado Offroad, get there and you know what? Get a Christmas gift, get a late Hanukkah present, get something from there because they can help you upfit today. Go to Colorado Offroad in Littleton or cooffroad.com. Colorado grown, Colorado owned. That's Colorado Offroad. Time now for the buzz.
0: The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge, or go to rmfp.com. Okay, offensive problems again last
1: night. How much you putting on Shermer? How much you putting on Bridgewater? How much you putting on the wide receivers? Stick a percentage on each. I'm putting
2: about uh, 65% on Bridgewater. Okay. Maybe higher. Actually, no, 75. I'm going to put 75 on Bridgewater. Wow. 75 on Bridgewater, uh, 15 on Shermer, 10 on the receivers.
1: Hmm. I think Shermer called overall a very good game, and he stayed patient with the run. At the end of the day... I don't think we're talking enough, although, listen, this is football. It's an outdoor game, you know, generally speaking. I don't think people are talking about how difficult it was probably to throw in the wind.
2: But it's exposed where Bridgewater is weak, and that's when you when you have, when, when you don't have the strongest of arms, right? the ball isn't going to cut through the breeze. That's why, like, tonight with Monday Night Football, I'm really fascinated to see how Mac Jones does, because it's not only snowing in Buffalo, but it's windy, you have Matt Jones, who struggled to throw into the wind in Mobile last January, and you have Josh Allen, whose ball can cut through the wind. Now, the thing that Matt Jones could do when he has the wind at his back for half the game, he's very good adjusting to having the wind at his back and what you have to take
1: off. This so. is this is not an excuse for Teddy Bridgewater. Patrick Mahomes does have a strong arm, and he had difficulties, too. Yeah. He really had difficulties.
2: It's It wasn't easy for anybody. Right. But uh, I think... It was best described by Dan Fouts, referring to that Freezer Bowl game in Cincinnati, yep. that Dan Fouts, great quarterback as he was, did not throw a tight spiral. Right. And didn't, he had a good arm, but it wasn't like a cannon. He, he was the right guy for Don Coriel's scheme. Ken Anderson threw tight spirals and had a gun. And so with the wind chill of 59 below and a 35-mile-an-hour breeze Kenny Anderson's balls were able to cut through the wind in a way that Dan Foutsis couldn't.
1: I will I'll agree with you on the way you broke that down. And we're gonna talk more about this. You agree with me. I do agree with you. I think a lot of people are getting on Schirmer because it's just the easy thing to do. He did a good
2: job with that game plan. He did. That was a really that was maybe his best game plan of the year. But he made to, a, to be b- fair.
1: But he made a big mistake, and that's the 15%. Because it was a crucial part of the game, and that's the play that he called on third down. Yep. Before the fourth down play, we'll talk about that in the next segment. With that, we teased it, so we'll talk about it. I said to you, if Javante Williams is going to be the guy next year, listen, they might bring back Melvin Gordon if he wants to come back at a cheap price. I want to see Javante Williams carry the ball more. I'm not saying 25 times a game. I'm not suggesting that. Listen, this guy wasn't a bell cow at North Carolina. He split carries there as well. Michael Carter now with the Jets. Are you surprised I even know that much about North Carolina football to even bring that up? But I digress. Well, you once the Broncos drafted Javante Williams, you learned all about Javante Williams. No, I knew about it before. I actually knew about it beforehand because they have your guy quarterback. Well, also, and also, I mean. Javante
2: Williams turned pro early, so we didn't see him at the senior bowl. We saw Michael Carter because he was a senior. So,
1: with that, and I liked them both. With that, now that we've seen what Javante Williams can do yep. as the lead back, I'm not suggesting it should be a disparity between what we saw last night, Williams and Boone, but would you like to see it at least? You said to me, Nope, I want it 50 50 Gordon, Javante Williams. And I said to you, I would like to at least see it. 55-45. Are you going to stick to your guns and spite me? Or can you go 55-45? I'd be okay 55-45. Oh, my God. But, but. Hallelujah. But. That's all I wanted.
2: He did fumble last night, though. Got it back. Yeah. Did fumble. Yeah. And so what's interesting is that we have on the stack sheet, they're equal with two fumbles this year. Gordon and Williams. But remember Melvin Gordon's fumble came against Washington came when they sent him in there because Javante Williams put the ball on the ground. It was not officially ruled a fumble, even though it was clear that if, if, if Washington had recovered that play, that would have gone to a challenge to a, to a, to a challenge to a review and Washington would have ended up with the football. Because that was a fumble, and of course, the other thing, Javante Williams. Again, it wasn't perfect. He had a fumble. He had a drop last night. Which, by the way, as production, are you,
1: are you are you really? I first of all, he recovered it. I with the night he had last night. Are you really trying to look at Cindy Crawford and say, yeah, but she's got that mole on her face? No, I'm not.
2: I'm pointing Come out. Come on. No, I'm pointing out that Javante Williams is amazingly talented, but. You are going to have to accept that there is some a little bit of a ball security issue. The drop the drop in particular, well, as good a pass catcher as he is and as productive as he is in space, he did drop some passes in at North Carolina. That was when we talked about Javante Williams leading into the draft and then on draft after the Broncos picked him, that was the thing, that was the thing we talked about. Like if there's one negative, it's that he will put the ball on the ground. He will drop it. Okay. And so again, that's what you have. You're gonna to have to live with that. But the high level, as we see, when he gets those big holes, he's able. He's able to. He's able to just roll on through them. Right. It may, it gives a young offensive line a lot of confidence as well. They were, you know, when they were able to get downhill, you could see for the most part that the the young O line playing with confidence. But now, like you mentioned, Quinn Miners on that fourth down missed a block. Again, and that's... We'll talk more about we'll talk that more in the next we We'll talk more about that, yes. But, that, but that's Gosh, like, young players. Killing me. No, but young players, Yep, you have to live with mistakes.
1: Yeah, you're going to give you a guy you had to live with mistakes with, Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson put the ball on the ground a lot. First season, four fumbles, lost three. Second season, nine fumbles, lost four. Third season, six fumbles, lost five. Got a response to that? Well, no. I, I thought you were continuing to make your point. No, some when you when you carry the ball, sometimes you're going to lose the ball. Now, granted, your argument to me should be, well, when Adrian Peterson fumbled the ball nine times, he did carry it 363 times. Well, that's the thing. You look at the fumble. You look at the rate. Glad
2: I could help you out. You, you look at the and you all no. You always if you're smart, you kind of, if you're you always look at the at the, the rate of fumbles to touches. And of course, this year, Javante Williams. Has touched the ball 173 times and has fumbled twice, so that's about one uh, fumble every 86 and a half touches. Wow, well, that's 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 a rate that you can that's a rate that you can live with,
1: right? Considering all the good things he does, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. um,
2: the you, thing you want to have him clean up right now is that uh, he has uh, that he on the season has 33 catches and he has three drops. We able to live with so you have so you want him to not have. A drop rate of one of every 12. Race. He needs to
1: get better. I'm not suggesting and I'm not comparing Javante Williams to these guys because both these guys are in the Hall of Fame. Could you live with John Elway's interceptions? Could you live with Brett Favre's interceptions? Could you live with him? Yeah. In could. that day and age, could. yes. You well, could. today
2: they wouldn't have the same interception rate. Probably not. Because it's a lot easier to, to be a quarterback now than it was back in their day and especially in Elway's day.
1: Well, I, I don't think a lot of people... I think I might know the stat off the top of my head, which is nothing short of shocking. I think Elway had 300 total touchdown passes and 223 interceptions. That's unbelievable. John Elway, his numbers are actually, for the most
2: part... Pedestrian. Yes, compared to some other quarterbacks. his He didn't start becoming a prolific quarterback numbers-wise until the late Jim Fossil walked through the door in Correct. 1993. Right, And then... All of a sudden, he went from a guy like you look at John Elway's touchdown interception ratio for the five years before Jim Fossil came in as OC Mm -hmm. 17 to 19, 18 to 18, 15 to 14, 13 to 12, 10 to 17. And then the offense gets modernized when Dan Reeves is gone and Wade Phillips hires Fossil. All of a sudden, John Elway leads the league in passing yardage, has 25 touchdowns, 10 picks, and he was never the same quarterback after that.
1: All right, coming up after the break. In a good way. We're going to talk about that 20-play drive. It was unbelievable. Lasted over nine minutes, no points. Should they have gone for the field goal? That's number one. Number two, I thought Pat Shermer did call a good game. But in a crucial moment on third down, he made absolutely the wrong play call. And then... On fourth down, you can make the case he made the wrong play call in a crucial moment. That's next.
0: New Drive with Goodman and Mason. Presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Andrew.
2: As Elaine Bennis said on Seinfeld, the original title of War and Peace was War. What is
0: it good for? Right. By the way, the song came from.
1: I, I completely disagree with the lyric. War? What is it good for absolutely nothing? No, not if you win. Well, then there are some
2: wars that are just. I mean, imagine what the world would have been like if nobody had stepped up to stop, to, to try and stop the Nazis. Okay, that was a war that was necessary. I don't think I'd be sitting here. I'm glad you're sitting here. I'm glad. Oh, That's very nice. I'm, you, a, you know, that was that was a necessary war to to curb to curb the spread of that. Uh, That infestation of Nazi of Nazism.
1: It's funny. That's what they said about Jewish people. They said we were infesting everybody. Well,
2: that's why I use. You know what I never understood about it. That's why I use that word because it was it was it was their projection. Can you explain something to me? The disease was Nazi. I'd like
1: you to explain something. I'm dead serious when I say this. Okay. And I can't believe we're having a conversation about Adolf Hitler on the show. The Aryan race has what two physical qualities? Blonde hair, blue eyes. Hitler had dark hair and dark eyes. Shouldn't we have just gone after him? He looked more like me. He doesn't look anything like the Aryan race. Nothing. Self-loathing, maybe. I don't get it. I mean, that's what the... Blonde hair, blue eyes. Something a lot of Jewish people don't have. Well, in this day and age, you can color your hair, I suppose. But he had dark hair and dark eyes. Right? He did. Doesn't that seem a little odd? It is. It does seem odd, yes. Yeah, I thought you might have the answer that time now. I
2: don't have have the answer.
0: (laughs) What's Trending is presented by Impact Real Estate. Impact Real Estate is creative real estate and solutions with the greatest impact. Go to impactcommercial.co.
1: Okay, let's talk about that 20-play drive over nine minutes, no points. Nobody really seemed to question going for it on 4th and 7, including the play call. So why are so many people questioning the play call on 4th and 2? And most importantly, we should have taken the field goal. Because that's always great hindsight when you don't make it. Because if they didn't get it on fourth and seven, how stupid was that? Well, I can tell you like
2: the when they were about to go for it, and literally as they're
1: lining up for the play and they're confused and they Mike, were totally do you he, know Javante Williams didn't even have his mouthpiece in? Yeah. He was that confused. Somebody's
2: gotta do something. I mean, that's actually even on, on someone like Teddy Bridgewater. Cause a player can call a timeout too. They can, yeah. It's yeah. not you it, it doesn't just have to come from the sideline. It can come from the the quarterback. It can call, Anybody could have just turned and called timeout. That, if I mean, you're going to you're going toward the end of the first half. You're not going to use the timeouts
1: otherwise. That would have they don't want the they don't want the Chiefs to set up their defense. That's why they wanted to catch them by surprise. But it was in, but it was but when you're not set up, then you have to
2: call a timeout because you're not because. And I get that because when we see that in many sports, we see it in basketball, for example. Oh, let's go down and run a play so the defense can't get set. Right. But what if your offense doesn't know what to do? Yeah. Then it doesn't matter. The defense uh, isn't set because the offense, and that's the, that was the case last night. It doesn't matter the defense isn't prepared. If the offense isn't set, you're it's
1: DOA as it was. Right. You know who's the most confused on that? On that on that fourth and two, by far the most confused, Quinn Miners. Yeah. And you know he what? He had a good night, and that was a bad moment. He's a really good player. Yes, I love watching that rookie, guy work. He had a rookie moment right there. Yes, he did. He did. And one time, of the rare a, times where it looked too big for him, right, was right then. Yeah, but you know what? At the end of the day, I don't think it was. He was confused, just like Javante Williams didn't have in his mouthpiece. Somebody should have called a timeout, whether it's Fangio or Shermer or Bridgewater. A key moment, but let's take take it to the playback. Third and two. Really? You want Teddy thrown there? Well, the thing that you're thinking there, perhaps, is... You get the first down?
2: No. You're thinking, oh, we have two plays to get it. So you're, maybe they at that point, I think it was clear they'd already decided they were going to go for it on fourth and two and get third and two. But don't you flip that around?
1: Go for the run, then the pass? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. When you're running the ball that well yeah. and you have time to set it up, here's something else. Javante Williams is great at breaking tackles, but he does get stuffed a lot. That's why Melvin Gordon is always in on goal line.
2: This is what we've talked about, right? Melvin Gordon he has, has he has, he better, has vision. better vision, better vision, and he reacts quicker to a hole that flashes open briefly. Javante straight line, boom—he's just going to plow people, right? But he doesn't have Melvin Gordon's vision, and that's why. Look, I actually, I, I'm of the belief that this is a, they are a really good duo. Even though there is a fair amount of overlap in their skill sets, I think Javante Williams can be a better back continuing to be around Melvin Gordon.
1: You think they should bring back Melvin Gordon?
2: At the right price, yes. What's I mean, the right price? Uh, $10 million over two years, eight guaranteed. You think he takes that? I don't know. That's the thing. I don't if, think he would. Cut I don't line. think he'd take it. He's but not th- going to take it. I, I Unless think, he just wants a money grab. Well, he knows Javante Williams Here's what I think would happen. And he might
1: make more money someplace else.
2: Yeah. I don't think he would get a lot of money someplace else because he's going into year eight next year. If you're kind of going by the actuarial tables of running backs, you, you're in kind of a danger zone there. You're not going to get the money. I, How I could see it happening is the Broncos give him an offer like that. He says, I'm going to test the market. And then doesn't get it. Very similar to Kareem Jackson, comes back about a week later. The Broncos cut him, Kareem Jackson, of course, with Melvin it just be letting his contract expire. And then you get into the second wave of free agency, you see what's there. Right. And the pot of gold wasn't waiting. And you come and you're okay coming back because there's still gonna be a big role for you. And by the way, if you did give him 10 million over two years eight guaranteed, yeah, it wouldn't be as much as he's making right now because he's a couple of years older, but at the same time, that's still money that says they're going to use you quite a bit. There There will be plenty of opportunities for Melvin Gordon. And also, the other thing that comes into play, though, is who's your coach and who's your offensive coordinator? Right. You might find yourself with a situation where your offensive coordinator really believes in a tandem
1: you also might really believe in a bell cow, right? By the way, I Pat went-
2: Shermer historically believes in a bell cow, yeah. But he's made the tandem work. Right. But there are a lot of but there. But you get someone out of say the uh, con- no. He,
1: he's been forced to make the tandem right. work, right? He's been forced because George Payton, when he took Javante Williams with a second-round pick, and you saw Javante Williams in training camp, you knew you had to play. And he's but he's done the job. Good for good
2: for Pat Shermer. Let's but, give, let's give him some credit. But you but you have coaches out of the Shanahan tree
1: that are more. Let's have a couple of backs and let's keep them fresh. By the way, you and I were both wrong. We talked about, in just in case you missed it in the last hour, about how would the Flyers play. Uh, without their head coach, and their just top got fired. Assistant. And their top assistant. Well, the Avs are up 4-1, and their special teams have been terrific. Eric Johnson starts off the scoring for the Avs, shorthanded goal, then Gabriel Landeskog scores about three-plus minutes later, and then about two minutes later, it's Alex Newhook on the power play, and then about, I don't know, uh, about less than 25 seconds later, Cale McCarr scores on the power play,
2: 4-1. So basically in the last four periods of play, The Flyers have been outscored 11-2. to Again, against Tampa Bay and Colorado, two really good teams who could be the last two standing, but still, the Flyers are a mess.
1: Two goals in, in, uh, what, 26 seconds for the (laughs) Avs, both on the power play? Yeah. Good for them. All right, what do we have coming up on Just In Case You Missed It?
3: Well, Eric, as you alluded to earlier, the final college football playoff ranking has been released and also released from the college football world, the Heisman Trophy finalists. We'll take a look at both of those sets of four on the other side right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports.
1: Welcome back, Afternoon Drive, Goodman Mason. Watch us, MileHighSports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Mays Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Time now for the
0: final word. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino and Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Masterpiece Roofing. Find out how Masterpiece can get your insurance company to pay for your roof. Call 720-242-6404 or go to MasterpieceRoofing.com today.
3: Just in case you missed it as the college football season begins to come to a close, the Heisman Trophy will be awarded on Saturday, and the four finalists are Ohio State QB C.J. Stroud, Alabama QB Bryce Young, Hit QB, Kenny Pickett, and Michigan defensive end Aiden Hutchinson, who had a killer year for the Wolverines this year, racking up sacks. Who do you think wins the award, and do you think anyone was snubbed that should have been a finalist?
2: You know, I mean, Desmond Ritter's had a really good year for Cincinnati. He had a big game on Saturday. I think if there's anyone who probably should have been the next guy in, it's him. But I don't think he would have won. It kind of became clear to me on Saturday that Bryce Young should be the Heisman winner this year. I
1: think it should be Aiden. Yeah, I do.
2: You know what? Defensive he'd player. Be the, he'd be the only like pure, def- pure pass rusher to ever win the Heisman. You know,
1: I, I believe you know the last. Uh, I the know, last th-
2: defensive player. Yeah, was another Michigan man, Charles Woodson. Correct. Yeah. So who played I'll, a
1: little bit of offense and special teams too? Okay, but he was mostly a corner. He was a defensive back. Yeah. Okay, and special teams. He played offense like Deion Sanders played yeah. offense. I would love to see Aiden
3: Hutchinson win it. I just would.
1: And he had such a big game. Are all the votes in though for the
3: Heisman right now? I am not sure about the uh, deadline for that.
1: Yeah,
2: they. Are, well, Mark Knutson, who filled in on Friday, actually yeah. has a Heisman vote. Yeah. And you I used to have a Heisman vote. Yeah. You didn't. Well, you totally discounted that. Thank you. Well, no, I'm, gl- well, I'm glad. you did. But the reason what? Wow. But, but, but yeah, no. had a, you had a chance to. Make me feel good, and then you just discounted me again. Because I was trying to make a point that he mentioned that he wasn't voting until after all the games, the championship games, had been completed, which is the right way to do it. Right. Which I think probably, even though Hutchinson did play well on Saturday, Mm -hmm. probably does help Bryce Young get over the top.
0: Okay.
3: Just in case you missed it, keeping it with college football. The final college football playoff rankings were announced yesterday before the NFL started all of their games. And number one with that big win over Georgia, Alabama. Number four, Cincinnati. They will play in the Cotton Bowl on Friday, December 31st. Number two, Michigan versus number three, Georgia. will play in the Orange Bowl also Friday, December 31st, the second game of the playoff. The national championship game then will be on Monday, January 10th. It seems like a long layoff, but probably good to get some guys healthy and allow time to game plan for some teams you wouldn't usually play. How do you see the playoff playing out, and do you think the committee got it right? No, they didn't,
1: and I'll sum it up in three ways. They got the rankings wrong, they got the matchups wrong, and they got the matchups right. I saw somebody put on Twitter. How'd they get the matchups wrong and right? I was about to explain. Yeah. But thank you for the question. I'm glad you asked, because now I'm going to answer your (laughs) question. I saw some jackass put on Twitter, yeah, the only reason they did this way is because they want to see an all-SEC final. No, they don't want to see the same two teams play each other in back-to-back games, that's why they did it that way. Michigan absolutely should be number one. And it shouldn't be close. they I understand Alabama beat the number one team in the country. I get it. But Michigan didn't do they, anything to get leapfrogged. They dismantled Iowa 42-3. to They absolutely curb stomped them. And they were number two in the country. They should not have been leapfrogged. Alabama should be number two. Georgia should be number 3, Cincinnati should be number 4. But I understand you cannot have the same game as the next game. You had to find a way to split it up. And with all due respect to Cincinnati, yes they beat Notre Dame in South Bend. But but at the time, Georgia beat number 3 Clemson and number 8 Arkansas and number 18 Auburn and number 11 Kentucky.
3: Cincinnati's schedule is its schedule. Clemson probably should never have been ranked this year, though.
1: They're still nine and three. Eventually, they should have. They weren't. They weren't
2: a good team at the start. I agree, Danny. They're still. But nine. by the end of the year, they were. They 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 were obliterating people. Yes. So, they, yes. Had, they had to learn to play yeah, without Trevor Cle- Lawrence Cle- and NTN. And Clemson will
1: probably be be back in the playoff next year. Right. Enjoy the year off from them. Right. They'll be back. So with that, Georgia caught Clemson at a good time. Listen, the final score was 10-3. The final score was 10-3. It was a borderline,
2: and, unwatchable game. Right,
1: and, and I agree with you on that, but at the end of the day, because of the schedule they played, no fault of Cincinnati's, they're in. That's great. I'm glad that they are in, but they should not have been higher than Georgia. Yeah,
2: and it's, it's fair where I think Cincinnati stands. Yes, and they're tur- in. And it turned what out— It does it matter? And, and Oklahoma State and, lost, so it and, wasn't
1: even a question.
2: Right, and it turned out that— uh, Maybe not the most impactful game of the season, but one of the two or three most impactful games was that Cincinnati Notre Dame game in South Bend right. way back earlier in the season. That basically, did, right? If Notre Dame wins that game, Notre Dame's probably number one right now. Right. Instead, that game, they lose to Cincinnati. The Bearcats are in the playoff. Notre Dame was the odd team out. Arcan- so it goes. I'm, I'm glad they, they got the four teams right. Okay, though. I think we can agree on that. You don't. Know they be, got the. They got the
1: yes. four right. You know what might be the most impressive win of the entire college football season? Georgia played number eight Arkansas mm-hmm. and beat them thirty-seven to nothing. That's the most impressive college win of the year. You know what? The
2: other thing about Georgia in the SEC championship game on Saturday—did you get the vibe that it was a game between two teams, one team? needed the game and the other didn't No, I think Alabama looked just more motivated more focused they were Georgia looked like a team that knew all right if we lose this game so what did
1: you hear Nick Saban after the game because his press conference was a class yeah because
2: Alabama was in a do or die mode and well, Georgia wasn't
1: Danny did you hear what he Nick Saban said after the game and he says this all the time about the media he goes you guys feed us rat poison all the time all the time You feed us bad rat poison. What he means by that is you tell us how great we are, and it kills us. And he said the rat poison you fed us going into this game was yummy. Because all you did was dog us and tell us that we weren't that good. He called the rat poison yummy. I thought that was hilarious. That's going to do it He's for me. He's had us.
2: some great press conference moments this year, by the way. That was
1: Masterpiece <laughs> Roofing, just in case you missed it. If you had hail damage, listen, they can come out there, fight your insurance company for you. I told you, had a buddy over $30,000 worth of damage. He wrote a check to his insurance company, the deductible, 500 bucks. The insurance company picked up the rest. That's why you want to work with Masterpiece Roofing, not to mention they're the best out there. Recently voted Denver's best roofing company go to masterpieceroofing.com Alex Danny great job today Mace, welcome back from Kansas City good to be you, back you probably have some weight to lose after that barbecue gasm I that you did had.
2: a lot of, I did a lot of hiking and walking this weekend
1: oh yeah because it's very hilly in Kansas City
2: well that's what you do you know a long a long hike to kind of there's no no no. You, you,
1: you, you walked
2: yeah you walked no I went for a hike for uh, an urban hike in one of the parks a hike or a walk hike okay yeah up and down some hills. <laughs> yeah, there are rolling hills in Kansas City. You should know this you were there. Okay. Yeah. That's that's, that's like it's that, not like that, it's not like the mountains here, but you're going up and down some
1: hills. It's like climbing the highest peak in Nebraska. Yeah. Make it the best possible well. night you can.